Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hi everyone, it's Friday again and this means time for our CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast where we discuss what moves markets and the week up front. With me today is our Chief Investment Strategist and our CIO for EMEA, Dick Steffen. Dick, our first podcast this week. I'm happy to have you. How are you? Hi, Eva. Happy New Year. All good on my side. Thank you. Thank- Perfect. Thanks a lot. Dick, it feels like uh, the first real trading week of the year has gone by. And uh, we also kicked off another first this week, uh, namely our earnings season kicked off today. Can you provide us with your first key takeaways uh, from this first wave? How resilient has demand been? Yeah, what a start to the year, right? So um, admittedly, it had been um, the first trading days had been on thin trading volume. But nevertheless, we already uh, saw a lot of rotations, I would say mini consolidations. And I think it was also necessary because we had this uh, bumper capital market year 2023, and especially, you know, the last quarter was uh, very pleasant. So people engaged in profit taking, repositioning and so on. But overall, I think the markets have been, um, you know, uh, quite, quite capable of digesting these high levels. So I'm actually quite happy with this uh, start to the year. Okay, so let's see. Turning to the Middle East, we uh, almost cannot not speak about uh, today's moves in oil. Uh, we've seen a spike today in the oil price uh, as tankers diverted course from the Red Sea following overnight airstrikes and sea strikes by the US and UK on Houthi targets in Yemen uh, after attacks on shipping by the Iran-backed group. Where do you see this heading and what does it mean for freight costs? I mean, it's... Uh... Geopolitics, of course, it's always a big part of our outlook every year, unfortunately. And uh, of course, commodity markets are the first to react. So oil is uh, pretty stable so far, uh, but it's also because the main routes are are not affected by this. And uh, you you do see the the effect you you mentioned on transport costs. So um, this is, um, of course, also being watched by the central banks and it's complicating the situation somewhat. Uh, But other than that, I mean, uh, we do see quite a big progress uh, globally, I I might add on on inflation. So, but uh, this is something to, to watch clearly. Okay, let's uh, turn actually to the topic and and turn to the US CPI data was released uh, and came in hotter than expected this week. How did markets react and especially the bond market? Again, a lot of volatility here, but um, after the first, you know, um, nervous reaction, I, I would like to say here or add here, um, because inflation came in a bit stronger than expected, um, the market actually stabilized and it looks like it's it's possible to digest even slight negative surprises on, on inflation. You know, inflation had been the main topic for a year and a half or so, and it's I think good to see that the markets are not panicking. Also, just a little technical detail, you know, most of the macro data is being published before the start of trading in the US. So, and I have the, the impression that some, you know, programs, trading programs, alpha digging, um, artificial intelligence, big data investors, so, you know, <laughs> just exaggerating a little bit, are picking up on mm. these tiny little differences in in terms of releases versus expectations than we have uh, 
bit of a exaggerated market reaction initially, but uh, once you're in, in the trading for a couple of hours, uh, things seem to stabilize. Okay, is it from your perspective, was there a change in expectations on interest rate cuts? Not really. It, everything really took only a couple of hours, and then we went back to to the old regime. So what we still see, and we think it's um, yeah, we we have a different view on that. And the market um, on average that uh, a cut in March is probably too early. What's being priced is still, and also we we expect less cuts than the market uh, currently for the whole of 2024. And uh, the reason is that. Um, you know, as long as capital markets are actually that robust and strong, financial conditions are highly supportive for economic activity. It's actually counteracting somewhat the, the restrictive monetary policy action by the Fed. So uh, that's where we stand with the markets. Okay, thank you. Let's head east. Uh, Japanese equities soared to a 34-year high, continuing actually their run uh, they began last year. Will this continue? Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't tell you that, of course. So it's, uh, <laughs> but I, I think there are various reasons that uh, make Japanese equities quite, quite interesting, um, especially for fundamental investors, fun fundamentally oriented investors, because uh, we still have a lot of, you know, um, cross holdings in Japan, much more than in the rest of the world. We still have uh, a lot of cash on balance sheet, uh, which is not being productive, if you want. So uh, the the recent reforms we saw, uh, which are being pushed by the Tokyo Stock Exchange, are playing uh, in favor of uh, you know improvements in in that sector. Um, so I guess equity, a true equity investors are not just top down guys. You know uh, would actually appreciate that. So we think it's um, it's it's an interesting market segment, and of course these catchy you know uh, 30, 30 plus year highs is nice for the press, but uh, you know <laughs> behind that there's also some fundamental trends that that are being uh, worth uh, to to being taken into account. Turning to China, Dick, uh, China's exports grew faster in December while deflationary pressures persisted. Are we at a turning point for the world's second biggest economy? What's your take? I'm hesitant to to go that far, really. If if anything, macro um, data has been very volatile over the last few quarters, really, and uh, so we we don't want to read too much into single data point. It's I mean it's encouraging that uh, there can also be positive surprises coming out of China uh, because you know it has been largely disappointing for for most of last year. Uh, but um, we we have to to remain a bit cautious, and we're still watching the situation. And um, it's of course very important because Europe, especially Germany, is also depending on on China a lot. So uh, we would be very happy to see more positive developments on that one. Okay, let's turn and uh, into next week and look look ahead. All eyes will be on Switzerland, of course, Davos, with the World Economic Forum taking place, and many important people uh, coming into the small country uh, and certainly also central bankers. What, apart from Davos, uh, do we need to keep on the ra radar? Anything you want to share with investors? Of course. So give me a minute or two for that one. So Davos, Davos itself, of course, uh, some central banks speak. Um, maybe we get some more um, you know, uh, details on how hawkish or dovish uh, the ECB members or, or the Fed is, actually are. So, But it's not the main focus, of course. 
uh, in Davos, uh, the, the main topics will be a long-term strategy for climate, nature, and energy, of course. we It's a lot about security and cooperation in a fractured world. Uh, it will be about creating growth and jobs for a new era. And also, not so surprisingly, uh, artificial intelligence uh, will be uh, high on the agenda. So it's packed, and we will get a lot of um, opinions and and hopefully guidance uh, from, from the spe respective speakers uh, and interviews. Uh, apart from that, back to the markets, I mean, uh, we, we still have um, some, some macro stuff being published on, on China. We get the usual data dump, if you want, on, on growth. Um, then we get uh, consumer sentiment, I just want to highlight in the US at the end of the week. Uh, so maybe also some color here on inflation expectations, still important, uh, I might add. And then it will be all about the earnings season. And here, sorry for that one. So this one is a little lengthier, lengthier today, probably our podcast um, um, earnings season. Uh, this will be the main topic for, for the stock market, not only in the U.S., um, it's it will be an interesting one because uh, if you look at year over year year earnings growth, uh, the consensus expects actually five percent positive growth. Whereas if you look at quarter over quarter, so sequential growth, um, the consensus expecting negative results. So uh, we think actually that if you look at uh, the macro developments in Q4, and that's uh, you know that's being reported from from the companies uh, company side. Um, growth has been quite strong. Um, so we had 2% um, plus now in these uh, GP trackers. So um, consumption still doing well. And also the labor market is, uh, of course, slowing, but it's still robust. So um, we actually think that uh, consensus could be a touch too pessimistic in terms of earnings expectations these days. Okay, so let's uh, let's hope for growth, Dirk. Thanks so much for your time today. Uh, this is a nice wrap. Dear listeners, this was this week's edition of our weekly Investment Outlook podcast. Have a great week and bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC.
Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2024 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.